This is episode 359 of The Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at Jurassic World Dominion, the sixth film in the Jurassic Park slash World franchise. How will it hold up against all the other films in the franchise? Well, you just have to tune in and find out. This episode starts right now. And what is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast. I am your host on today's episode, Chase Lee. Thank you for joining me on this day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are amazing. And speaking of you guys, if you have some weirdo friend out there or some weirdo family member that doesn't like movies, first of all, I have to ask, are they okay? Like, are, are they okay? It, once you ask that question, and, and maybe they want to start getting into movies, maybe you can shove them this podcast uh, to their uh, uh, attention, and maybe they can kind of get into it. Because I think what's really great about this community here with all of you guys listening and just me rambling on in my apartment is that we all love the same thing, and we all love talking about it. You can hear the passion in our voices. There's something there. But like we, we love something about movies. Um, and so maybe passing along this episode and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to. That would be much appreciated. Uh, anything helps when it comes to sharing and all of this social media stuff. This is episode 359. Like I said at the top, I will be going over Jurassic World Dominion, the sixth film in the franchise. Kind of give you my brief take on the franchise overall up until this point. Um, and then, of course, talk about what I've been watching. But before I get into all of that, I got to ask. Per usual. You guys doing good? You guys doing okay? Um, it is... I cannot believe how hot it is right now. Yes, we're back on to the weather talk. Welcome to the weather report uh, starring yours truly. Listen, I live in Texas. So it's already like the the um, equivalent to like just a, a hot pile of garbage, right? Where you just walk outside, you feel gross... You just uh, understand that you're never going to make it out alive without sweating from your apartment to your car. Just there's so many factors involved to where it just makes it unbearable. But for right now, it is outrageous. That's all I got to say. It's outrageous. Stay inside, folks. Um, like, even with me that like likes to go out and walk sometimes outside, I can't even do that. Like, I did a little bit this morning. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll just stick to my workouts this week inside of a gym. I ain't doing that, so yeah, it, it's been a, a been a little crazy, but uh, yeah, that's what's going on uh, over here. We're uh, almost mid June. Um, that's that's crazy and exciting, I guess. Like time is flying, but um, yeah, I hope everyone had a good week. Um, you know, I hope everyone's doing well out there and staying inside. If it's outrageously hot where you live, no no one wants that. that that's not a thing we want. And so if you can stay inside, please, by all means, do it. Um, anyways, so I've been watching a lot of stuff, as you guys know, catching up on a lot of TV, uh, watching a lot of movies uh, for this show and, you know, whatever else. Like, I, I've, just, I've just been doing it, been doing it for you guys. Um, so, yeah, I've been catching up on a lot of TV this week in particular. And so I actually finished Stranger Things uh, 4, Volume 1. And, of course, Volume 2 comes out in actually a couple weeks, which is crazy. Um, I liked it. I, I liked it quite a bit. I think this is the season that I, I never thought in a million years Season 4 would be the one to elevate everything, but it has. Um, the threat level is bigger. The characters 
um, and their arcs. They're they're more emotionally um, uh, driven. Like th there's more purpose. Like I love the epic scale of all the characters being spread out and like all of them just on their own missions. And we get to know a little bit more about them and their missions and their mindset as the mission goes along. Just everything about it, I really just thought it clicked. So I I'm swinging for the fences, but if the last two episodes of this season are just as good as the first seven, then folks, we're, we're going to be in for a fantastic ride for the, the final two. So yeah, I finished uh, that one. Really, really loved it. Um, watching, still watching Barry on a weekly basis. Uh, I think the season finale, uh, comes out tonight, um, at the time of this recording, cause I'm doing this on Sunday. So, uh, I'll, I will catch that tonight. We'll probably give, um, my thoughts on it next week on next week's episode. Uh, still watching succession finished season one. What? Oh my goodness. So, you know, K Kendall, um, I don't know what's going on with that man. Like, I don't know how he's going to do this or like get out of it. I don't think he's going to get out of it. I think he's going to, he's going to relapse really hard. And it's just, if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about, but the dirt that his dad has on him, I feel so bad for the guy and he's kind of borderline unlikable, but like, I felt super bad for him. Um, but yeah, that, this show is incredible. And I, I love the theme song so much. Um, I, I, <laughs> uh, downloaded it on uh, iTunes, so definitely listen to it sometimes in my car, and I'll crank it up uh, just like the uh, the mixers do in the show where they crank up the bass so much and it, it kind of overshadows the piano, uh, which is intentional, but I'll do the same thing uh, in my car, and it's just, I just have a good old party for a good minute and 20 seconds, however long that uh, opening title is. It's, uh, it's fun stuff, so yeah, really enjoying uh, Secession still. Um, still watch my reality food shows like MasterChef. Uh, let's see what else have I been catching up on. I plan on watching a uh, hustle uh, for you guys and reviewing that for you guys, uh, whether it be next week's episode or a mini review. I haven't decided yet, but I'll watch that probably today or tomorrow. Um, haven't really thought about it uh, since, but uh, I, I do want to review hustle for you guys. The Adam Sandler film where he plays the basketball basketball recruiter. It's on Netflix. And then uh, I got Marcel with shoes on um, and Lightyear. I got the black phone. Uh, I also have Thor Love and Thunder. That email came through, so I will be seeing that in a couple weeks. So definitely some consistent episodes for you guys. So you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm jumping on that stuff. And Cha Cha Real Smooth at some point. Um, so a lot of great stuff coming out. Uh, but in, in the meantime, when I'm not watching those movies for you guys, I will always try to watch just some TV uh, so I can uh, have something to talk about in the, this kind of like pre-section. Uh, oh, I, I also watched the first four episodes of The Boys. Um, well, did I talk about... Yeah, I guess uh, I, guess, uh, I, I would have uh, talked about the first three last week, but I didn't. Um, so I actually watched all four so far. The amount of depth that they're writing on Homelander and having him even more complex... When on his surface, he seems like a very one-dimensional villain. It's incredible. It's incredible writing. It's incredible storytelling. The performances are out of this world. Um, I really worry for like Butcher's safety all the time and uh, just everything that he's got going. Just everything about it. I, I love the show. I think it's, even in its third season, it's still shocking me. It's still surprising me. And just uh, the rate of storytelling that it is, it's just top-notch it's just really great stuff so yeah 
been loving the boys on uh, Amazon Prime. And yeah, and, and of course, like in a couple weeks, like we have like Westworld season four coming out. Oh my God, there's so much good stuff. I did watch the first episode of Ms. Marvel. Um, that one was that that one was really great. I had the opportunity to see the first two early. I opted out of it for this one because I wanted to watch it in real time with everyone else. And I thought the first episode was charming. It was explosive with creative energy. I love the lead. Um, I love the whole cast. The character is going to be really interesting to see where she goes. Like, it was such a great first episode. So if they can keep up that energy and keep up that rhythm, then uh, this sh should be one of the best Marvel Disney Plus shows, in my opinion. But really, really enjoying um, what I've seen just from that, just from the first episode. But I think that's it in terms of TV. So uh, what are you guys watching? I hope you guys are uh, watching stuff. Uh, it's always great when people watch stuff, and we can always discuss the stuff. But um, yeah, so before I get into Jurassic World Dominion, I just want to kind of go over my, my quick thoughts because I think just from the marketing of this film, it, it, it has said it's the epic conclusion to the Jurassic era. Is Universal done making dinosaur movies? Absolutely not. These movies make money. It's a business. Studio is a business. They want to make money. I get it. There's going to be more in the future. But in terms of this like storyline and like the old characters, new characters, this will probably wrap up all of their stories. So I remember watching the first one when I was a kid. And I was terrified by it. I was amazed by it in terms of its filmmaking. I was just so in love with that movie. I was born in 1990, so it came out three years after I was born. It was perfect. It was one of those like films that you watch as a kid, and you knew you were going to be scared by it, but you were kind of like excited to get scared. You were, you were hoping to watch something that would really creep you out and stuff, and you know, mixing really great elements of science fiction and horror and... Um, just the uh, practical use of effects, like one of my favorite scores of all time, like just everything. It's, in my opinion, it is, uh, it is a perfect movie. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've seen it a million times. I will never get tired of it. I actually had the, the great pleasure of finally seeing it on the big screen when it, it was part of like one of those Fathom re-releases or whatever. Uh, I was on a road trip and I, was by myself and I remember it, it came out in theaters and I was like, well, let me go do that. I got some time to kill. And it, it, just seeing it on the big screen was just such a joy. Um, I never got to do that. So I got to do it when I was, what is that? Like 24, 23. So, you know, <laughs> it might take some time, but you can always see your classics on the big screen. You just have to kind of keep a lookout and see like what, um, uh, when studios offer re-releases re and stuff. First one's perfect. The second and the third one, I'll kind of lump together. I've actually seen the third one just as much as the first one. I actually kind of like the third one. It's it's a lot of fun. It's got probably one of my favorite opening sequences of the entire franchise uh, with the uh, uh, hang gliding, paragliding, whatever it is uh, sequence. Terrifying stuff. Love it. Um, and I, I thought number three was just... It, it went back to its horror roots and it was just kind of like a high-octane action film of a cat and mouse, you know, type of structure. Like, there was really nothing, like, too crazy deep about it in terms of, like, its themes or, like, um, the story overall. It was just more of, like, a, a uh, cat and mouse action film um, mixed in with some really great horror shots, some iconic lines. I like the third one. I will be a staunch defender of it. I don't remember much of the second one, I'm going to be completely honest with you, but I still watched it quite a bit when it came out. Um, but I, I didn't remember hating it. 
Um, I I think I remember watching it and was like, well, obviously it's not going to be good as the first, but like it was it was good, I guess. Like um, I didn't really have any major issues. Now in terms of like continuity and everything from like one to two and then one two and three, like yeah, we can get a little dicey here and there, but um, I think for the most part, the second one, even though it didn't have um, Sam Neill and Laura Dern in it, I, I still like it. Um, and then, like I said, I like three. Jurassic World was fine. Like, it wasn't anything, like, spectacular. I didn't really care about the characters that much. And, you know, we kind of been over this with Jurassic Park and everything. So it's just like, I just, I wasn't feeling it. Like I said, it was fine. I saw an IMAX, and there were some uh, glorious sequences to see on IMAX. But I think as an overall experience, I don't think it's worth it. Never saw Fallen Kingdom. That's all I gotta say about that. I watched like the first like 15, 20 minutes on a plane one time, and I just I couldn't get into it even as a plane movie for free. And I'm like, I I'm good. I, I think I'm not gonna watch this. And then, of course, I watched. Uh, this one um, that I'm reviewing for you guys, uh, Dominion. So kind of a weird, uh, thought the first one was okay. Didn't even see the next one. And now I'm kind of watching this. So that's kind of like my my thoughts on the overall uh, franchise. The first one's unbeatable. It can't be touched. It's one of the best of all time. Two and three, I think are fun. And then uh, four is okay. Never saw five. And then you guys want to find out what I think of six. But yeah, I, uh, I want to know everyone's opinions. Um, you know, uh, tweet at me, send me a message. I would like to know how you would rank the Jurassic Park slash world franchise. Um, you know, people have different different interpretations. I know a lot of people really love two. I know a lot of people that actually really love three as well. Um, there are some people that like uh, Jurassic World in my circle and everything. But I think the one thing I, I can appreciate, at least on this level, is that Jurassic World, I'm assuming Fallen Kingdom, once again, didn't see it, so I have no idea. And then with Dominion to some extent, these are perfect movies for like preteens and like kids and like uh, that kind of age group to where like when they watch these films, they're going to be like, oh, that's interesting. There's more? Let me check out some of the older ones and maybe that will kind of prompt them to see some of the older ones. But like maybe this will be their number one. Maybe this will be their number two and number three. You know, I was I was 11 years old when the third one came out, so I was I was perfect age for all three of the originals because they actually like terrified me, they excited me. Um, I liked watching them; they were just fun movies, and I could I could take a lot from them. Um, but maybe there's some kid out there that watches these movies, the Jurassic World movies, and maybe feels that same excitement. Maybe they want to get into film a little bit more. Maybe they want to be terrified, and, you know venture out with some more uh, science fiction horror films or more dinosaur who knows but maybe that will be the the main takeaway i can take from this new franchise um this new trilogy is that it will prompt uh kids to want to venture out and and try more uh genre specific films or other films in the franchise and maybe have that same effect that it did for me for the first three so that's like the only good thing i can kind of pull from these new three but yeah, speaking of the last one, Jurassic World Dominion, uh, it is it is marketed as the epic conclusion to this whole kind of saga. So what was it like? What is the finale like of the Jurassic Park slash World um, series? Well, you'll just have to tune in and find out. I will see you guys right after the break.
And welcome back from the break. Let's not waste any more time and let's talk about Jurassic World Dominion. Now this is the sixth film in the Jurassic franchise and this one goes as follows. Four years after the destruction of Isla Nublar, uh, dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with the history's most fearsome creatures in a new era. Funny that they don't mention locusts. You know, uh, with this uh, plot right here, it sounds intriguing, right? What you just heard, uh, which is the plot from IMDb, it is basically what is summarized in like the first like 10 minutes. And they never explore that. And instead, locusts are kind of brought into play as the main um, through line. So someone should change that IMDb. Anyways, you know, be going into this, I wasn't like super excited about it. I think Jurassic Park 1 is one of the best films of all time. I think 2 and 3 are entertaining enough. Um, and I thought Jurassic World was just okay. Like, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just tired of these movies. And I never saw Fallen Kingdom. So, you know, here we go. Uh, will I be able to comprehend what's going on with uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character? Who knows? Um, I'm pretty sure I can. Anyways, um... So not super excited or thrilled to see this, but I, I was just curious on how they were going to integrate uh, the legacy characters with the new characters, how they were going to kind of conclude this whole thing, because I think it's actually um, being marketed as the epic conclusion to the Jurassic era. Are they going to be done making these movies? No. They're going to make more of these in the future, absolutely. But I think for this storyline, I think it's done. And I never saw a trailer. I saw a, a Super Bowl spot, and that was about it, so kind of just jumping into it like blind blind i have no clue especially not even seeing the previous one so i saw it and i have the same thought process as i did with the first jurassic world where this is fine at best uh completely unnecessary feels kind of lifeless and um i just yeah i just i got bored with it and just really kind of sat there contemplating why they made six of these when it is tainting uh, the name of the first one because <laughs> the first one is so good. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I don't know. I, just, I feel just kind of very blah after this. So, you know, kind of jumping into the actual story. Like I said up at the top, it's really interesting that this is the plot to the movie, but genetically enhanced locusts that are about to wipe away the whole planet because they're eating up all of our food and crops and like that's going to cause a, a gigantic collapse right i guess that would be interesting but not in this type of movie and franchise I, I don't know like the plot that i read to you with like dinosaurs and humans like uh living together and like how they're just trying to navigate all that that is more interesting to me and i i don't really know what the antagonist would be or like what the the villain would be cutting through all of that but they should have explored that a little bit more and i think just summarizing it in the first like five to ten minutes um doesn't do it justice so i i found it to be incredibly just a wasted opportunity to not really explore the themes and like um all that stuff that you could pull from that type of story but instead we have something that deals with genetically enhanced locusts that are about to wipe away human existence uh, through our crap, 
craps through our crops so that is your actual story and the actual story itself is just very long drawn blown out and honestly the locust storyline is the only reason all six of those characters come together uh from the the new films and then of course the older films i feel like that is the only way they could get them all in the same room but that also means to me that they weren't thinking about story first they were thinking about how to incorporate legacy characters and new characters together that was their main priority they made it happen doesn't really make a huge impact and to be quite honest with the legacy characters when they showed up and like we'd have like the the shot with all of them like standing and looking at each other and stuff universal was hoping for like that cheery moment like oh yeah look, look at all these characters together you you excited about that you know what's really funny is in my audience i remember when that happened no one no one even reacted i think it, someone comically like kind of lightly coughed you know how like when someone like bombs on stage and it's completely silent and it'll uh, have like a random <coughs> like just that's what it that's what it was like so i think ad adding the legacy characters for uh, the effect that they were going for didn't even work on that level. So what was the whole point of any of this? Um, so yeah, I thought the story was kind of weak. Definitely blown out um, and just overdrawn for two and a half hours. It should not have been that long. Um, and incorporating all these characters just felt um, very forced and not, nothing natural whatsoever came from that. So story-wise, uh, they don't really explore any... Uh, any deeper themes uh, than, you know, genetically enhanced uh, enhancement and everything. Like, I, I get all that. Like, people can use it for good. People can use it for evil. Do a little bit more with that. Um, the reason why the first one works so well is because you're incorporating all of those um, themes explored, you know, like with man becoming God and, like, creating uh, or, or basically re resurrecting a whole entire species. Like, there's great stuff with that, and then, of course, it gets into, like, the horror elements, and it feels like, you know, um, uh, like a Michael Myers movie or something like that from, like, Halloween. Like, there's purpose to the first one. It's just a fully fleshed-out story with characters you care about, everything that's going on, and just the atmosphere and the way it's created, and it's got one of the most iconic scores. It's just some of the most iconic shots. To see it go from that to this and just feel vapid is mind-boggling to me. And so I, yeah, I, uh, I just, I just don't understand. Anyways, uh, going back to like, uh, kind of directing wise, like what Colin Trevorrow did, he did the best he could. Um, I, I I'm not going to poo poo everything that this man did on this, but in terms of creating like genuine sequences that were effective, whether it be to, uh, evoke terror or, uh, evoke emotion, um, there was a couple times where like, that was effective and some of the, the cinematography that was used and just the way it was kind of edited and put together like there was some real tension there and some real creativity with uh some of the you know um anxiety that was kind of permeating throughout with the dinosaurs chasing everyone there was some stuff that was cool um definitely could have been cut down but i i think for the most part he did what he was set out to do I mean, there's really nothing like too amazing about it where you're like, wow, that was some really cool thing. Um, it was just more of like he was hired to do this because uh, he's been a part of this franchise since Jurassic World. He completed the script. There you go. Like I said, there was a couple times where it was uh, used to a creative touch in terms of the directing uh, vision. But like other than that, it's just kind of like whatever. Um, 
as far as the actual like performances go, Bryce Dallas Howard, fine. Uh, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff uh, Goldblum returning as their legacy characters. Whether it makes sense or not, I'm just going to talk about how they were as their characters. You know, Jeff Goldblum has that sarcasm to him, that that wit, um, that snapback, but also he's just a caring person. He he returns to form. Uh, Sam Neill as, as Dr. Grant, you know, he doesn't, he's not given a lot to do, but, you know, when he has his, like, line readings or whatever, he, he draws them out, he has some inflection with them, and you're like, okay, this is Dr. Grant, we're back with that. And Laura Dern, like, she does the best, best that she can uh, with the script, and um, I actually thought she was the better out of the three. Probably wondering, why am I not mentioning Chris Pratt? <sighs> Let me just say this up front. I am not one of these people that poo-poos on Chris nowadays for his religious stances, what he does outside movies. I'm not here to talk about that. I genuinely do not understand what is going on with this man in terms of seeing him uh, in this film and some of the, the ones he's done recently. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like what I've seen in the movies. I'm not going after him for other things because I know a lot of people hate him nowadays because of that and it trans the hate translates to the movies. It's not, that's all I'm doing. But I will say this, watching him in this movie was really sad because he looks bored out of his mind and he has been for the past few movies that I've seen him in. Now, obviously he's, he's going to be in like Thor Love and Thunder uh, this year, he's going to be in Guardians 3 next year and he's going to be in blockbusters until the end of time. But I don't know what's going on with him because I've noticed it and it translated to this one as well. There was just no passion there. It's just... Everyone else is trying the best that they can. It's not, you know, like some Oscar-winning script or anything, but, you know, people turn out the best performance and they can elevate a script. With his character and his performance, I felt like he was elevating nothing. I felt nothing. And so, you know, even with, like, Jurassic World 1, there was a sense of, um, you know, of this raptor trainer that was trying to figure stuff out. And, like, you know, when he's thrown into... The fire, basically, he has to survive. And, like, you know, he was a likable character. And um, his personality w was was witty. It was charming. And, like, there, were, there was something there. But with this, it's just... I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. Because he seems like he's bored half the time when he's in some of these movies. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, definitely the weakest part. Which is ironic because... This is basically, he's the leading man of this franchise, of this iteration. So I, I just don't, I don't get it. Uh, everyone else, take it or leave it. Um, as far as the actual special effects go, some of the practical stuff, uh, some of the actual production design was really cool. Um, you know, really tapping into that, that science fiction, you know, horror, you know, just otherworldly type of place, just like what the first Jurassic Park did. Um, so there was a couple of, um, um, sets that were built and some of the practical dinosaurs that really um kind of touched upon like what uh we remember from like the first one and i, I think it it works very well and of course you're gonna have to do cgi for other other shots that's understandable but in that realm it, it looked uh pretty good as far as the actual visual effects go for the cgi dinosaurs it is becoming more and more apparent that they are in fact computer generated imagery can you blend it? Can you blend it in a scene and make it look uh, a, a little bit more 
natural with the scene absolutely but for some weird reason most of the dinosaurs stuck out like a sore thumb and it just it did not have the the sense of compositing that some, even some of the previous ones have had so i, I don't know that was kind of weird uh, and most of these were in nighttime and kind of uh midday with shadows so you can actually kind of like escape it a little bit but even that it was just very apparent and it just uh the blending was just not it did not work for me it was not believable whatsoever so in conclusion um oh and i forgot to mention about college of our like because this kind of escaped me like uh, i was going back to like he he accomplished some things uh that worked really well there was a couple of sequences where he was kind of tapping into what makes jurassic park great and this whole franchise great is the horror elements uh mixing really well with the science fiction and there was a couple of like boogeyman type scenes where the raptors were chasing or whatnot and a very good use of of light and uh camera movement and and reveal and like there was a couple of uh ones that you know kind of got me even if they were cheap jump scares they still got me uh, so i forgot to mention that uh some of the music uh mixing kind of both worlds together um was fine um and of course, when all six of them were on screen, they had to do some iteration of John Williams' famous score uh, from the first one. So, but yeah, um, I don't know what else more to say. It's just, it's kind of a lost cause for me. I, I have no interest in these films. I'm good. <laughs> so, thanks to Universal for the ride, but that's it for me. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, uh, I will never watch again. It's a one-and-done situation. I will probably never watch Fallen Kingdom. And then Jurassic World, I have no inkling to watch. I'd rather watch two and three. To be honest with you. I've seen Jurassic Part 3 a million times. I would rather watch that over and over again. So, And that is my review of Jurassic World Dominion. Please let me know down below what you thought of the movie. And uh, I would like to know. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of people I've seen have either hated it. Some people thought it was okay. Um, you know, I've seen a couple people like it. So I, I have no clue. Um, but yes, let me know. But that will do it for this week's episode of the Real Man Cold Movie Podcast. Thank you for joining me um, uh, for episode 359. Next week for episode 360 will be Lightyear. I'm seeing it on Wednesday. Uh, I will most likely uh, record on Thursday, and I'll probably have it up Thursday or Friday. I, I'm not really sure, but um, definitely uh, Lightyear will be the next one. And uh, the following week, uh, let me go ahead. I think will be the Black Phone, so that will be uh, a whole lot of fun. Uh, I will have uh, Marcel with the... Uh, with the shoes on or with shoes on or whatever, uh, that will be uh, a mini review at some point. Hustle will be a review at some point. And then, of course, uh, I have Thor Love and Thunder coming up, uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. But next week will be Lightyear for episode 360. But that will do it for this week's episode of the Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I am your host, Chase Lee. You guys have a wonderful day, wonderful night, whenever you're listening to this. And, uh, yeah. You know, if there's a dinosaur in your backyard, don't approach it. Seems like pretty basic logic, right? So, you know, hey, listen, Jurassic World becomes a reality here in a couple years. You know what not to do. Uh, and that's doing the hand thing that Chris Pratt does in the movies. Okay, uh, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.